Welcome to Capital Link's company presentation series. Good day to everybody. I am Nicolas Bornois of Capital Link, and I would like to welcome you to Capital Link's company presentation series. We are privileged to have with us today the senior management of United Maritime, Mr. Stamatis Stantanis, CEO, and Mr. Stavros Giftakis, CFO. Let me remind you uh, briefly of a disclaimer that this presentation is meant for informational purposes only. It is not meant to be investment advice or advice of any kind, and obviously it is not meant to be a solicitation to transact in any securities. It's just for information purposes. In terms of logistics, we will start with a brief slide presentation, and then management is going to reply. Uh, we will have a live Q&A session, and please submit your questions. At the bottom of your screen, there's a Q&A button, and you can submit your questions anytime during the session, and uh, Stamatis and Stavros will reply to them after their slide presentation. And in closing, this session will be available as an archive to be accessed upon demand later on. And with this, I will turn the floor over to Stamatis and Stavros, and thank you for being with us. Thank you, Nicola. Uh, another big uh, congratulations for Capital Link for hosting this uh, very informative uh, presentation series for a number of uh, quality shipping companies listed uh, in the US exchanges. Uh, and it's a great honor to have uh, United Maritime's inaugural uh, presentation. I think uh, the only time we have uh, been live with our investors was uh, the company's uh, third quarter financials. And uh, this is basically our first official uh, presentation to our shareholders. So it's, uh, it's a great thing. And certainly the first one for uh, 2023. So we look forward to presenting our company and uh, we will be very happy to answer questions uh, from the audience uh, after, after uh, you know, going through the slides. Uh, having said that, I would like now Paul and Nicholas to open up the presentation so we can go through the slides. Thank you. All right, so this is the cover of the presentation. If we can go straight to the summary, please. Which is slide number three, if I remember. Yeah, slide number four, actually. All right, thank you. So United Maritime is a diversified international shipping company. Um, and we have incorporated very recently, we, uh, United has been a spin-off out of Synergy Maritime Holdings and uh, we went public in July of 2023. So uh, we have been uh, in existence uh, literally about six, seven, eight months. Um, but uh, even though we have been um, alive and kicking uh, for only a brief period of time, we have been very active, not only in uh, expanding our fleet, but also in rewarding our shareholders. So right now, the fleet, after various purchases and sales that we have managed to achieve uh, in a very prompt period of time, consists of four vessels, one LR2 tanker and three Cape size dry bulk uh, carriers. And we have a combined cargo carrying capacity of 635,000 deadweight tons. Our plan is to continue to expand in diversified shipping sectors. Uh, so we are sector agnostic, as long as it's a mainstream uh, 
segment of shipping. So we will continue seeking opportunities to buy low and sell high. So this is the motto of the company and reward the shareholders as quickly as possible following uh, the capitalization and the monetization of a certain investment. So we believe that we're a very unique play in the public shipping space right now. Uh, we are aiming and we have achieved so far very high shareholder uh, returns and we expect to continue generating high returns for our shareholders that will be distributed uh, imminently post uh, monetization of certain transactions. Next slide, please. Right, so this is the fleet list of the company. Uh, we, uh, as I mentioned before, we own and operate a fleet of uh, three Cape size vessels. All of them are chartered. They are built in uh, Japan and South Korea. And one product, LR2 tanker, uh, which is currently chartered to ADNOC um, for uh, until the end of Q1 of uh, 2023. Next slide, please. A few words about ourselves. Uh, I am the chairman and CEO of the company. Next to me is uh, Mr. Giftakis, Stavro Giftakis. He is the CFO of the company. We both have uh, long-standing experience uh, in our uh, different fields, shipping, capital markets, banking, and uh, you know we have been with Synergy and now with United since uh, the inception, especially of United and in Synergy for a long period of time. We also have a high quality board of directors consisting of uh, independent members that add a lot of value uh, in, in United. And uh, they all come from diverse backgrounds uh, in, uh, from freight derivatives, from banking and uh, investment banking and consulting. So we have a great board of directors all together. Uh, next slide, please. Well, <laughs> the timeline of the company looks much uh, longer than the actual existence of uh, United. Um, usually see this kind of timelines uh, when a company is in existence uh, for like 10 or 20 years. But uh, even though we have been uh, alive and kicking, as I mentioned before, since uh, July, uh, we have been very active uh, in uh, obtaining a high quality fleet, a tanker fleet before the super surge that we have experienced uh, in tankers. So not only we identified very quickly and promptly a quality fleet, which so we agreed to acquire prior to the company going public. Um, then we did the, our initial and only public offering back in July that we raised about $26 million. That was, in our opinion, uh, the best managed uh, initial offering of a spin-off company um, from all the other uh, shipping companies making spin-offs in 2022. Uh, and then we entered into a buyback program try, uh, trying to reduce uh, the share count of the company, which we managed to, to reduce by about 25%. We sold some of the ships and we have declared a special and paid, we have declared and paid a very big special dividend already. And now we are rebuilding the fleet, first with the acquisition of two Cape size vessels that are coming from um, that are coming from uh, from Synergy Maritime and are expected to be delivered in um, in 2023 in Q1, and we will continue to seek opportunities to expand the fleet uh, going forward. So next slide, please. Right, as I mentioned before, uh, we have unique access, and that was the purpose of uh, founding and spinning off United in the first place. When uh, we were at Synergy and we still at, at Synergy, we were being presented with uh, numerous opportunities outside of the KHI segment. 
and um, the tanker ships that we agreed to acquire took delivery and already sold some of them has, is, is, is a strong attestation of uh, how well we have delivered this uh, plan. Uh, we expect to continue using our vast network, uh, high quality network of uh, people bringing us uh, this kind of opportunities. And uh, we uh, expect to capitalize uh, as we are a very experienced management team that we can bring together and execute uh, this kind of transactions very quickly and very efficiently. Uh, as I mentioned before, the plan for United Maritime is to continue buying ships at what we believe to be the bottom of the market or close to the bottom of the market, or at least identify a real value for our shareholders. And we're not going to hold these assets for an indefinite period of time. When we see uh, a great opportunity uh, to monetize a certain investment, we will sell the asset and we will try to immediately deliver the ships and the dividends and the, the returns of uh, whatever process we do back to our shareholders very, very quickly. At the same time, uh, you know, we are a very experienced management team. We have great access to financing and financing capabilities, and we can lever up uh, the current cash reserves of the company in order to make bigger deals instead of, uh, you know, cherry picking one or two ships. Again, we are sector agnostic as long as it is in the mainstream uh, shipping sector. Um, and we, we will continue uh, looking at opportunities in various shipping sectors. Uh, to buy low and sell high. So next slide, please. As I mentioned before, uh, we have had uh, one of the best timed sell and purchase, uh, purchase and sell uh, processes um, of the listed companies out there, especially the spin-offs that we saw back in 2022. So we identified a fleet of four tankers uh, even before the company went public uh, back in July. We agreed to acquire these ships. We bought them for a combined about $80 million altogether. And um, in, in October, after only owning and operating the ships for a brief period of time, we uh, were presented with sale opportunities at a humongous profit compared to where we bought the ships. And we decided, of course, to take that profit, at least uh, for three out of the four ships. And so far, we have been extremely fortunate to have made a profit of 39 million dollars altogether for uh, from the sale of these uh, three ships and that's a return of 38.5 whatever that is combined uh, and that's uh, a profit that represents approximately 153 percent of the company's market capitalization as of uh, the recent closing price so i cannot think of a company that has made this kind of a return for the shareholders and not only that if we can move to uh, the next slide. Here is evident that uh, we decided to start paying dividends immediately after, um, after the monetization of uh, the first acquisition phase. So we were not happy with the way that the stock was trading uh, after the initial public offering at three and a quarter a share, which we did back in July. So we decided after having uh, agreed to buy the ship and having uh, very strong cash reserves in the company, contrary to a number of spin-offs that have decided to massively dilute their shareholders, um, we did exactly the opposite. Instead of creating dilution, we decided to start buying back the shares. So we have managed to uh, buy back the shares of about $6 million at an average price of about 
1.8, 1.9 dollars. So we raised capital at three and a quarter, and we bought back 25% of the company at a fraction, about half of what we should manage for. So it goes without saying that the accretion we have created for the shareholders is tremendous. At the same time, since we decided to monetize the investment on the tankers on three of the four ships, and the company's cash reserves are uh, very strong base at a very strong level, we decided to immediately reward our shareholders by paying a special dividend of $1 per share. Again, I cannot think of uh, other companies that not only have diluted to pay a dividend, uh, those that have diluted their shareholders massively. So not only we did not dilute our shareholders, but we bought back the shares. And at the same time, we paid a special dividend of a dollar per share, representing a massive return on uh, each share um, very, very uh, early into the game of, uh, of the company. Right now, the cash reserves of United are um, about what three and a half, four dollars, four and a half, four and a half. Yes, the cash reserves we're now trading at about three dollars per share, and the cash reserves alone, excluding the NAV of uh, of the value of uh, of the fleet, uh, stands at about four and a half dollars. Just to show you how much undervalued we we are still, how much cash reserves we have, and how much more we can uh, reward the shareholders and expand the company. Moving to the next slide, please. That is more than evident in this slide. So we have bought back about $6 million uh, of shares in two buyback plans that we did in Q3 and Q4. And we have acquired back 25% of the float of the company. And at the same time, we paid a special dividend of 33% yield. And that's a total dividend of 7.3 million. So we have returned back directly or indirectly to our shareholders uh, about $13.3 million in 2022. And that's 53% of United Maritime's capitalization as of the recent thing. So again, I cannot think of uh, any shipping company listed right now that have delivered this kind of returns to its, to its uh, holders, especially in such a brief uh, period of time that uh, we, are, uh, uh, we are in existence. So next slide, please. A few words about the market fundamentals. Um, the company right now owns Cape size vessels and we have one LR2 tanker. So I'm gonna to stick to the product tankers and uh, mostly on the Cape sizes. Um, as I mentioned in the recent presentation of Synergy, I strongly believe that um, the demand and supply fundamentals for the Cape size market are at one of the historically best uh, times. And the reason is because demand is expected to be quite strong following the reopening of China and hopefully the reduction of inflationary pressures <laughs> that we experienced in 2022. So that's going to be reversed now in 2023. And we already see the first signs of market of demand improving as far as our key commodities that are iron ore and coal. So that alone from the demand point of view is expected to be extremely strong uh, for the market. Now, what is actually gonna help in the market a lot is the fleet development. We now stand at the lowest order book on the Cape size vessels of the last uh, 20, 25 years. And I cannot think of a better reason for a nice prolonged and sustainable recovery in the market when the supply of new ships is at the disciplined levels as it is right now. And the reason why the market is at these low and disciplined levels is 
first of all, from a financial perspective, the premium of a new building ship is always, it's almost at a double as compared to a 10 year old vessel. So it doesn't really make any sense to build new ships. And at the same time, the new technological advancements uh, coming up in 2030 make uh, pose a big uncertainty about what the vessel of tomorrow is going to look like. So I don't think that anyone in his right mind is going to start building series of ships, not knowing what the fuel type is going to be in a few years' time, and possibly some of the ships becoming obsolete in you know 10 years instead of 25. So that uh, regulatory um, discipline imposed on the market, as well as the uh, strong demand fundamentals, we strongly believe that the market is going to have a nice and sustainable uh, recovery and growth over the next uh, few years. Moving on to the product tanker market, which is the next slide, thank you. Uh, a few words about uh, what we forecast. Uh, we have a very limited order book on the product tankers and especially on the LR2s, we see very limited new entries uh, coming into the market. At the same time, it appears that the product market, uh, the product tanker market is gonna be, especially on the larger ships, is gonna be the play of tomorrow. And the reason is that uh, we are seeing more and more, more and more refining capacity being uh, delivered closer to the production areas. Uh, so we see uh, one of the biggest uh, barrel per day increases of refining capacity in 2023. We expect about 2.9 million barrels of product of products to be delivered from refineries, from new refineries and extensions in 2023. And that's uh, on top of about 1.52 million barrels of new refining capacity that we saw in 2022. And that was one of the biggest combined growths in, in refining capacity that we have seen in history. So that being said, uh, we expect the tonne mile effect of the product tankers to be increased substantially. And um, the disruptions that have caused uh, into the market because of the war will continue for the foreseeable futures, surely for 2023 and maybe forward, because the sanctions and all these uh, trade uh, you know, problems that we're seeing have become quite problematic uh, for the trade. That being said, the ton mile effect uh, is expected to be translated uh, much stronger for product tankers, combined with the lower fleet growth we certainly hope that uh, the market is going to remain quite strong on the product, uh, on the old product uh, trade as well. On that note, I would like to pass the floor to my colleague uh, Stavon Gustakis to go through uh, briefly the financials of uh, United Maritime, and I will come back to the end for, uh, in the end, for some closing remarks. Thank you. Thank you, Stavon. Good morning also from my side, and thanks to Nicolas and the Capital Link team for hosting another uh, presentation for one of our good companies. Uh, now, in terms of financials, very quickly, the, what happened in the third quarter, even though this is not representative of the current picture of the company because uh, the sales of the ships and all the corporate development that Samati discussed before took place in the fourth quarter. So, on the back of 244 operating days, uh, because the tanker vessels were delivered to us through various dates in August and September, we managed a time charter equivalent, a daily time charter equivalent of close to 24,000 uh, over daily operating expenses of 7,500, which are uh, in line with the sector average, considering also the older age of the ships. 
uh, net, revenue, net revenue was close to 8 million and we managed to cover our first quarter of operations being profitable uh, by a million. Uh, of course, this is very marginal in comparison with uh, more than 35 million profit that were achieved in the fourth quarter uh, or estimated profit uh, in the fourth quarter out of the sale of the ships. Uh, a couple of uh, a, a couple of figures from the balance sheet. Uh, cash and cash equivalent stood at uh, 21 million uh, again before the sale of the ships. Uh, the net book value of the ships was 98 million. Now here, uh, I mean, this represents the net book value of five ships. We sold only three out of those uh, for gross proceeds in excess of 100 million. Uh, this attests to how accretive uh, the sales were. And again, the cash uh, at the end of September were 21 million or approximately three dollars per share and through the sales and after having paid the special dividend and after accounting for the acquisition of the capes, we are we stand currently at four and a half dollars per share. Again, the, the sales and the uh, corporate development scenes were hugely accretive on a cash per share basis to say the least. Moving on to the next slide, a couple of words on our only uh, loan facility provided by Entrust, which has been a partner of United and uh, Synergy, a long term partner. Uh, this is a fixed rate loan, uh, which has proven to be a very good hedge against the rapid increase in interbank rates that we experienced in the second half of last year. Loan to value is uh, moderate at uh, below 50%. The facility amortizes through 3 million of quarterly installments starting as of the second quarter of the year and matures uh, next year and based on the very solid asset coverage we don't foresee any issues in refinance this and uh, in the next slide please Paul a couple of words uh, on our uh, share and current trading activity so our ticket is QC uh, our uh, stock uh, price uh, is around three dollars which is close to the levels that uh, we completed our first successful offering and this after having paid one dollar uh, dividend per share uh, our our trading liquidity is around 440,000 shares uh, average of the last three months uh, and the market cap of the company is around 25 million so the share is fairly liquid but continues to be grossly undervalued Imagine that only cash per share again is four and a half dollars. And on top of that, you have the equity value of the ships based on loan value of 50%. Uh, this should be around five, five dollars per share. So again, a great opportunity, liquid uh, share uh, and, and hugely undervalued. With that, I will turn the presentation back to Stamati for disclosing remarks and we're here for your questions. Thank you, Stavro. Uh, it was a great uh, run through of uh, the financials and the key financial figures. Uh, if I may provide some closing remarks before I answer some questions that we have received, uh, we expect to continue uh, looking into diversified opportunities. Uh, we are a diversified shipping company and we expect to continue growing the company and at the same time reward the shareholders we have a strong alignment between uh, the management, the board of directors, and the rest of the shareholders. 
and we will continue uh, providing this return to them. I, I cannot really say that uh, we will continue doing uh, $40 million deals every six months, but we will certainly uh, use our network to try to identify uh, quality vessels in order to acquire and expand, uh, and expand uh, the fleet. Now, most importantly, uh, not only we uh, intend to expand, but uh, we want to have immediate rewarding of our shareholders, as we have demonstrated. So shareholder value uh, in various forms, if that cannot be achieved by the share price, we will do it through dividends and special distributions. This is the key priority for us, and we will continue doing that as quickly as possible following the monetization of any transaction. Uh, Having said that, I would like to thank, uh, to thank everyone for participating in uh, the discussion today. And I will go through and answer some questions right now. Perfect. So the first question, uh, apparently some people have not received the dividend which we paid on the uh, 11th of uh, January. Uh, that has nothing to do with us. We have already paid a dividend to the transfer agent. And I understand that certain brokers have not distributed the dividend yet to the holders uh, into the accounts. That, that's beyond our control. It's uh, strictly between um, the transfer agent that has received and distributed the funds already. And uh, we hope that uh, this issue arising with a very limited number of shareholders, this issue is going to be resolved anytime soon. But again, it's beyond our control. From our end, we have paid the dividend. And then it's a matter of distribution um, between the transfer agent and uh, the brokers into the individual accounts. I can assume here that since this is a massive dividend, like $1 per share, that may have caused some problems with certain accounts. But again, uh, please resolve that directly with your brokers. It has nothing to do with the company. And happy to help uh, if you can send us an email to help you in any way that we can. The, the next question is a very interesting question, asking us uh, why we pay the dividend in the first place. <laughs> and uh, as I mentioned before, uh, we want to continue paying dividends because uh, we want to continue distributing profits to our shareholders as close to the monetization of investments as possible. Now, we already keep a very strong cash reserve in the company, like Stavros said before. We still have about $4.5 per share uh, excluding cash flow from the acquisitions after the acquisition of the new ships and after the dividend that we have paid. So a balanced strategy of rewarding the shareholders uh, and expanding the company is going to be uh, created. The next dividend access, again, why we send dividends and do not reinvent uh, the funds. As I mentioned before, we will continue having a balanced strategy and uh, we will continue paying dividends and expanding the fleet at the same time. Regarding buying more ships for Synergy, I do not see and expect buying any additional ships from Synergy anytime soon. We're now looking for opportunities in the open market. And I think that the next uh, phase of acquisitions is gonna be from uh, the open market. There's another question that discusses about the threshold for this company AV uh, for buybacks. Uh, the answer is uh, not really. When we feel that the stock is getting into lower levels, uh, we might as well uh, start buybacks again. Uh, we have already bought back 25% uh, of the float. Uh, we have a limited float of shares, so we don't want to reduce that to a point where uh, it's going to be affecting the liquidity of uh, the company. 
So it's a fine balance between maintaining trading liquidity and buying back shares. So that's always in the back of our minds. Uh, if it goes down further, then we might consider uh, buybacks. But again, our priority now uh, in respect of shareholder returns is through dividends and uh, distributions. Um, about the warrants that have been exercised, that's that's a great question. Uh, it's about 400,000 warrants, right? Yes. So not many warrants have been exercised for reasons that are inexplicable to us. Uh, you know, we would have expected more and more warrants to be exercised. It didn't. Uh, so, you know, maybe in the future, if there's another stock run, we might see some warrants being exercised. But the stock went up to four and a half dollars and we didn't really see any uh, any more warrants being exercised. There's a nice question about um, uh, India banning older ships uh, from calling their ports. Uh, we believe that in the longer run, this is going to be affecting positively shipping a lot. There are, uh, there are many, many uh, super old ships operating right now in the Indian waters. Uh, it's not something that is going to happen overnight, but we strongly believe combined with the supply, the limited supply coming up in the next uh, few years, that uh, banning older ships from trading in India, uh, which was more relaxed about AIDS, uh, that is going to be affecting positively uh, the market a lot in all respects. Oh, about new buildings, we do not, we do not uh, consider any new buildings ourselves, and I don't think that, uh, as I mentioned before, anyone in his right mind would be considering new buildings today on the drive. On the tankers, maybe, but we don't consider new buildings at all. The next question discusses about expansion and diversification of the fleet uh, that implies a forthcoming share capital increase. Uh, the answer is no. As I mentioned before, we, we do not expect to do any share capital increase. We have plenty of cash reserves right now and plenty of borrowing capacity. So this company may as well do $100 million deals very easily if we want to. Uh, but we want to be careful with the selection of assets. We will not expand for the sake of expansion. We want to do it very carefully and very disciplined so we can generate the returns that we have already demonstrated that we can generate. Right, the other question uh, says why the third repurchase program is not being executed considering the huge NAV discount. Well, as I mentioned before, the, the priority is to pay a dividend, which we pay a dividend now. We wanna see how the stock is going to settle um, in the next few weeks and months. We have our Q4 results uh, coming up in February. So depending on how the stock is going to perform, we might as well reinitiate the third buyback program. We might not need not to, um, but again, the priority for us in respect of shareholder returns is mostly um, pay dividends and distribute cash instead of buying back shares at the moment. Uh, the other question, when will, can we expect new deals for ships? Is there a target for cash share uh, that you believe is healthy? Uh, the answer is that uh, it can be very promptly. We're actively in discussions with a number of uh, sellers um, for acquisitions. We, since this is not a straightforward uh, thing like, like uh, Synergy, where we buy one cape, we sell one cape, and things like that, uh, playing in various sectors of shipping uh, has a, another level of difficulty in uh, identifying the right quality of ships, um, not only in respect of value, but also in respect of condition. 
So we expect to be in a position to start announcing uh, additional acquisitions uh, in the next uh, few weeks. The other question talks about whether we would look to sell the capes if prices go up. Well, the short question here is obviously yes. <laughs> uh, that's the purpose of uh, buying the ships from Synergy. We want to be uh, ready to sell if the opportunity comes across and monetize and distribute profits to our shareholders like we have done very successfully. The other question talks about uh, whether we are actively looking to sell the remaining tanker. Uh, the answer is not right now. We're very happy with the time charter of uh, $45,000 a day with ADNOC, uh, with Abu Dhabi National Oil Company. Um, at the end of the charter, we need to dry dock the ship. Depending on where the market is in all respects, we might as well charter it again or possibly sell it in the market if we receive an offer that we cannot refuse. I cannot tell it's too soon right now. We might do it. Uh, we will decide in the next couple of months. So far, we're just enjoying the strong cash flow of that ship in the company at $45,500 a day, which is very, very strong. The other question is uh, target number of ships. Well, you know, we do not really have a target number of ships and, uh, you know, saying a name would be kind of vain. Uh, so we're not uh, dreaming of uh, making a fleet of 50 or 100 ships. What we are actually aiming now is to have a good ratio between the share ownership of the company and the number of vessels. So, you know, if, for example, we own 50 ships and we had uh, a billion shares outstanding, that would be completely different. Right now, we have a strong discipline on the ships that we are uh, deciding to acquire. But at the same time, we also have a strong discipline on the share count of the company and how that translates on a profits per share uh, for each individual shareholder. So maintaining a disciplined number of shares and a disciplined number of ships that will translate in bigger profits per share is actually top priority for us. So I'm gonna continue on that course and contrary to other companies that have created a humongous dilution for their shareholders, we have done exactly the opposite and we take super care of our individual shareholders. The other question talks about uh, whether we are at the bottom of the dry bulk market and a turnaround is imminent. The answer is yes, um, for a number of reasons I mentioned before. Uh, we are at the bottom. We are now right before the Chinese New Year, which is the slowest period of time in China. Um, that fortunately or not, it uh, provides one of the biggest drivers for dry bulk market uh, globally. We believe that in the next few weeks, we will see uh, market reopening aggressively. And uh, it's, it's reopening in two ways. First of all, they are out of holidays. And second, they're out of the houses after uh, three years of uh, partial lockdown. So that is going to help the industrial production a lot. Now, having said that, uh, the supply of ships is gonna make a difference, uh, especially the EXI and the CII that uh, even though it has come into place since the beginning of the year, it has not really, we have not really seen the effects of that. Uh, we expect to see the effects of that in, um, in the second half of 2023 and onwards. So it's a combination of the above factors that we strongly believe will lead into a much stronger market. The other question comes uh, 
from investors talking about intention to expand in sectors such as hydrogen, CO2, and all that. Well, the answer is no. <laughs> this is going to be a mainstream company with a mainstream fleet. We do not uh, intend to reinvent the wheel. We're not uh, Google or we're not Biogen. We will stick to um, what we believe to be a mainstream standard uh, size and type of ships. And so far, we have been extremely uh, capable in generating huge returns, and we expect to continue doing that. The other question talks about, do we have a limited period of time where pricing is at its low for dry bulk? Uh, the answer is yes. And the reason is um, the past couple of years, we have seen three years, we have seen a lot of profits being generated uh, in the container market and in the tanker market. So uh, all this uh, capital is going is expected to uh, be put to work anytime soon. And I fully agree with you that uh, we should be putting capital into work and we are working very, very hard in identifying the right ships for you. And that's what uh, we aim to do. On that note, hold on, we have another question. Ah, again, I repeat about the dividend from the broker. The answer is that we do not know. Uh, if you can send us an individual email to the company, happy to help you. But that's between the broker and uh, the individual accounts. We have absolutely no power over the brokers uh, paying the dividend the accounts. From our end, all dividend has already been distributed. So we have done everything that we can in order to do uh, to pay to pay the dividend. Right. Uh, and the final question says, if UC has a vision of market cap size, it hopes to achieve over time. The answer is no, as I mentioned before. For us, it's mostly a price per share and uh, and a profit per share exercise instead of uh, you know becoming a trillion dollar company or a multi-billion dollar company. We want to have a boutique approach in providing the best possible returns on a per share basis for our shareholders. And that's why we expect to keep a tight and disciplined share count over a tight and disciplined uh, vessel count. Um, on that note, uh, I don't see there are any other questions. And uh, I would like to thank everyone and uh, Nicholas and the Capital Link team for having us today. There is Nicholas again. Um, Stavros and I are very grateful for helping us uh, uh, you know, present the company to the investors first time in 2023, and hopefully first of many. So on that note, thanks very much, everyone. And uh, thank you, Nicola, for having us today. Tamati and Stavros, uh, I would like to thank you closing this presentation. And I have to say, I, I am delighted to see, frankly, the avalanche of questions that you have been getting. And I think this really validates uh, the purpose of these presentations, that they give the opportunity to a broader audience to interact with management directly, submit their questions. And I think that shows the interest in, in, in the company, but above all, it shows the value of this interaction. So thank you very much for, uh, for joining us. Uh, in closing, I would like also to remind everybody that this uh, session will be available as an archive for replay upon demand later on. And again, thank you, Stamatis and uh, Stavros and uh, to all of our participants. Thanks everyone. Thank Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye.